episode 136 and in this episode we are going to be discussing leprechaun 3 so you of course don't have amanda this time we have my fiance and actually excitingly as of today my husband Mm -hmm. so excited i know oh my god so obviously we're recording this early because we're actually getting married today it's very exciting it's gonna be a small little event with just our parents but it'll still be really fun definitely all right so as you guys know we usually do this episode not just because of our anniversary now, that's exciting, but because we've never really celebrated Valentine's Day. So Amanda and Brad usually do the the typical Valentine's Day movies, but we do the St. Patty's Day because that's what we've always done for Valentine's Day, quote unquote. Okay, so this episode is probably going to be pretty short, you guys, because I really don't have much to say about it. I don't know about you. It was an experience, (laughs) but it's not an experience that needs a lot of words spoken. Right, exactly. (laughs) So I'm thankful to have my husband, fiance, co-host Connor here today to discuss this with me, but it wasn't very (laughs) Valentine's-y with this one. I mean, there was the romance subplot. It like, was pretty bad, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible actors. Oh my god. Yeah, the lead protagonist, Scott, is portrayed by John Gattins, and he quoted, or he's quoted as saying, Leprechaun 3 is scary mostly because of my acting. I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so he knew that about himself. Okay, that's good, because there are some people who think they're good actors like nick cage and they're not (laughs) i mean okay that's not fair cage knows what he's doing he just only has one role right exactly you have to make the role around him Mm -hmm. and that seems to be kind of this guy you know he actually wasn't so bad so it's interesting that he says that even about himself i'm not saying he was good but the girl was so much worse than him yeah well it's like we said last night he just has to portray a naive college kid like if you're a bad actor you're gonna come off as awkward and out of place and that's a naive college kid also so it works for him he did great with that she is supposed to be a little bit more worldly and doesn't pull it off very well at all like there are times where you could tell she read the line and didn't know what she was supposed to be doing there like it was supposed to be sarcastic or something and she just read it so flat and i'm like "Ooh, girl (laughs) okay that was bad leprechaun 3 was her last movie was that her only movie? No, she did three movies. I don't remember what the other two are off the top of my head, but she did Leprechaun 3 and stopped. Oh my god. Well, that's smart of her. I'm sorry. I hope she took some acting classes, or I guess she probably just gave up. But So right off the bat in this film, we have, you know, this is a slasher, and we have the Leprechaun coming back. I honestly cannot even remember what happened to him in the end of the last movie. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. So I know that it had some sort of romance plot, but I don't remember how he died so that he could get here. But what we get started off with is somebody wheeling in a a dude named Lucky who has one eye, one leg, one arm. I think that's everything. You know, very lucky, very lucky individual. And he's bringing in a leprechaun statue. With a medallion around yeah, it. Yeah, and the first thing he says is, don't touch the medallion. And you're like, 
okay. I don't remember the leprechaun turning into a statue and a medallion in the last one, but whatever. That's where we are now. So he's bringing in this leprechaun to a pawn shop. He's like, get it the fuck away from me. And, you know, it's a pretty big statue. You'd expect, you know, some hefty amount of cash. No, no. First, the pawn shop owner gives him $10. And he's like, no, no, that's not enough. He hands him 20 And he's like, sure, that's fine. Get it the hell away from me. Like, like that's a warning sign. Yes, exactly. That pawn shop owner should have looked at that statue and said, what is wrong with that? That he's taking $20 for it. Right, exactly. And we know that this wasn't in, this is in Vegas this time. This, oh, the, so maybe the statue was stolen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> This wasn't in Vegas for the other films, so it's almost like, did he want the 20 bucks to, like, for cab fare back home or something? <laughs> like, I think that's actually what he says, some whole lines of, I need to get out of this city or something. <laughs> right? He doesn't even care about bettering himself. He's just like, gotta get the fuck out. So, of course, our pawn shop owner is gonna see this beautiful medallion, and the first thing he's gonna do is take it off the fucking statue, Right? Right. So he goes over and he checks it out under the microscope and labels it trash. And while he's doing so, the leprechaun comes back to life, jumps on his back, bites a chunk of his ear off and makes a mildly racist joke about liking Indian food. This movie is so racist. Oh, my God. I was even texting Amanda because it's not even just racist. It's so sexist, too. And I told her, I was like, this would be so much fun to bash with you. Because we could just be all on it. Because, of course, it's Vegas and there's showgirls and all that fucking shit. But the one you're not expecting is all the racism throughout the whole thing. It, well, it's never, like, really in your face or blunt. It's mild the whole time. <laughs> yes. Like, our pawn shop owner, first of all, is... Let's just talk about the background racism that happened here. First of all, he looks... I'm not trying to be mean, but he looks like he's in blackface. So he's supposed to be an Indian man. And I looked it up. He's Argentinian. So like the other side of the world. But that's fine. That's fine. And just every his name is Gupta. Of course it is. I Like, right? Come on. And yes, he makes a comment about how he's spicy because of the Indian food. And there's multiple other racist comments throughout this whole thing. But then the pawn shop owner is able to fight back and the leprechaun takes off. He takes his gold, but one piece rolls out. And in fighting back, he puts in this, oh my God. So this is from 1995. He puts in this CD called Folk Tales and Legends or something. <laughs> and it is so, I'm pretty sure I saw something like that similar in elementary school. Yeah, this dude was totally into leprechauns for whatever reason. And like, like, where do you find something like that? That's exactly my point. And it's just sitting in his drawer. It's like a stack of, I don't know, four CDs. And this is one of them that he and just has. This is before you can jump on the internet and order whatever crazy kinky thing you want. He right. hunted down <laughs> these CDs and he had to have put some effort into it. Right. Or he is a pawn shop. Maybe somebody just brought it and he was like, that's fucking cool. I'm going to keep it for myself. Hmm. But it is the most elementary thing ever and it basically teaches you with these cartoon drawings how to get rid of a leprechaun how do people know this to put it on a fucking cd right <laughs> so they basically say don't steal the leprechaun's gold but if you do each piece of gold will give you a wish and i was like okay one wish per one piece no no this film is one piece of gold that like four different people put a wish on it must be like one per person or right. something because, yeah. Yeah, that was super weird. 
But once again, it's a third <laughs> Leprechaun movie that is a slasher. It doesn't need to be, you know, perfect. We just want to see people get killed. Which we actually don't see for quite a while, which is kind of unfortunate because your film is a slasher. We basically just see the leprechaun trying to hunt down his last piece of gold. And in doing that, he doesn't ever actually, or it takes him a while. He does finally finish people off, but it takes him a while to actually start killing people. Like he hurts them. He bites the Mm -hmm. poor Indian dude. He bites our main character. Things do happen, but it's almost 20 minutes left in the movie before people start dying. I don't know feel like you didn't understand your movie, but whatever. So we then after our pawn shop owner, we get to meet our main characters. And it is a woman. Her car is broken down. She has a beetle, a bug. Her car is broken down. And she, she fucking walks out into the middle of a busy Las Vegas strip street to flag somebody down to help her out. And almost gets run over, of course. Like... By our main guy. Yes. Why the fuck would you do that? And then she has the gall to act annoyed that he almost fucking hit her. Mm-hmm. And her car. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he did miss her. And he tries to, quote unquote, help her fix her engine. That does not work out. He ends up having to actually take her to work. And she works at the Shamrock Casino. Of course she does, right? And he is not even 21 yet. He is going off to college for the very first time. So he's 18. He cannot legally be in these casinos. But she, as, you know, you know, gratification, thank you for taking me to work. She lets him come onto the floor. And after making him promise multiple times and in great detail not to gamble because it could cost her her job. It could... You know, he could get in trouble. The casino could get shut down. Like, she didn't just tell him don't do it. She told him why not to do it. Right. And what is an 18-year-old boy the first time in Vegas who wants to just look? He just wants to look. What's he going to do? Cash his tuition check and go gambling. Oh, my God. $23,000 that his daddy gave him to go to school. Oh, my God. It was painful watching him gamble it all away. Like, the naivety yes. and the, 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 the ruining of his life. And... Yes. I don't understand. Like, I understand that I watch films, so I see a lot of naive people get screwed over. So I also know not to do that shit. But at the same time, how do you not feel it when he's, like, he has all these chips and they're going down and he's losing. He has a winning streak, but then he, of course, everyone has a, a winning streak and then a losing streak. He starts losing it, and the fucking bitch who is running the table, the roulette, by the way, I, I don't I don't understand gambling on roulette. I don't get it. It just seems like such a game of chance. But he is going to this roulette table, and the woman just keeps bringing him back in. She's like, oh, no, no, no. Your winning streak will come back. It'll happen. How can you be so naive? You don't even know these people. Why would you do that? And what a horrible woman. Seeing yes. him down to his last chips and just trying to get him. Yes. I kept hoping somebody would realize he was underage and the casino would get screwed. Right. Even, but bigger problems. But even not underage, he's still a young guy. You're ruining his life. Like what? Even 21 year old has $23,000 to just fucking blow. What a bitch. But I mean, that's her fucking job. Then he ends up going to the leprechaun and he ends up getting a coin that he can wish on to get a winning streak again. He comes back to the table 
and now he's winning and winning and winning and she can't stop it she even tries there are fucking levers under there to stop people from winning to looks like, like some sort of magnetic yeah. thing that'll stop the 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 wall or whatever on like a certain spot and it just it falls off because now he is winning because of this this magic coin and it's like oh my god i i believe that casinos do that i totally get that but god damn that is fucked up i'm never mm-hmm. going to a casino jesus christ i mean they can get in a lot of trouble if they were caught but i'm sure that the the shady side avenue ones especially early on in the 90s i bet you that was not uncommon right and i mean Y'all have heard our podcast before. I don't particularly like rich people. I'm sure that they just pay off the cops and shit anyway to use the, to continue to use those machines and not get in trouble. So he finishes gambling everything away. He keeps on doing this thing where he takes the leprechaun's shiny gold coin and he sets it on top of his stack of chips. Which is so And it seems to like, yeah, right? Like the, the, the dealer, really? Dealer? notices what he's doing and surprisingly doesn't say a word about it like i feel like somebody would go hey what is you know you're cheating you're doing something right but so floor manager i assume or possibly the owner we never really learn who that Mm -hmm. guy is mitch right yes mitch comes over and you know basically cuts him off and gives him a comped room and tells him to you know go upstairs and get comfortable and come back down and continue that winning streak yeah because he of course, it's a casino. That's what they always do. For people that are high bidders and they're high winners, they will always they will usually comp you a room so that you come back a little while later going, I'm at my peak, and then you waste it all away. Actually, my mom has, it was not this much money, but my mom actually has a story of that on the blackjack table of she was winning for hours and then she went back down and then she ended up losing all of it, except for, I think she stopped at like $200, but she was up to like $2,000. Like it happens to everybody. They want their money back. Like that's what they want. So of course he wants him to come back down, but he, he does not make it that far because we go upstairs and the woman has seen him doing this with this fucking magic coin. Like, yeah, the roulette dealer. Yes. She fucking, she saw him. Like everyone saw him. He was not, he was not trying to hide it at all, which I don't understand that either. I thought when you put something on the table, you cannot take it back off. So like he would put the coin down, it would move the stack to the right number and then he'd take it back off and she didn't say shit. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's not allowed to do that. But now she knows that this is a magic coin. And we have another set of people. So our main girl is actually a magician's assistant. And what she was that's what she was going to go to work to do. And the magician that she's helping out is a fucking idiot. Fucking douchebag. The great Fazio. Yes, he is a complete hack. He can't do anything. And she wants to be a magician someday and basically learn the trade from him. Yeah, when we meet him, he's talking about locking her in a box and setting it on fire. Correct. And then later we see him perform a trick, not that trick, <laughs> and he wrecks it. He, he messes it up. Like, yes. if I were her, I wouldn't want to be in a burning box with this dude. Exactly. But also, we do see Mitch telling her that she is going to be his headliner someday, you know, once she learns the trade. I don't understand why he wants to lose money out on this hack and not just, like, get somebody else to train her now. Or she's got to learn. She's got to already know so much more than this fucking asshole does. Who knows? Maybe the dude's under contract or something. And it's one of those situations where nobody wants it to be going on, but everybody's stuck. Right. Or maybe she hasn't slept with him yet. <laughs> like, you could definitely tell. Like, he keeps staring at her chest and shit like that, that that's all he wants her for. So the, the, the roulette dealer goes and talks to the great Fazio and says, hey, I think I've got a rube. Mm-hmm. Why don't you help me, 
you know, go steal this magic gold coin, and there's the whole thing about what's magic, and so on and so forth. Yeah, all the money he's made. So they go up to his room, and she waits outside, and the great Fazio wanders in and starts digging through all this stuff, and he doesn't find the money. I never understood what really happened there. He digs through the duffel bags on the bed and comes away with nothing. He steals a silk shirt. Yeah, he steals a shirt, and he sees the coin sitting there. And he takes that. But by the time he's done that, he's like, he's not being quiet. You can hear the kid in the fucking bathroom. He's just taking a shower. You know where he is. And he, this Fazio guy is not being quiet. He's just like slamming drawers and shit. You know he's gonna fucking hear that, right? And he does. And he comes out and he ends up like, there's a little fight, like punch and kick and whatever. Fazio leaves. And then the leprechaun comes in. The leprechaun comes in and he's fighting our main guy, and ends up biting him. Oh my god. The whole <laughs> where leprechaun subplot. Uh, like, the, it becomes the second half of the movie. It's the driving yes. force is Scott becoming a leprechaun and it is so campy. Yes. In none of the good ways. And you had so much fun making up names for this one. He had the, the leprosy going on. <laughs> is a wearcon wearcon yeah <laughs> lepering out <laughs> lepering out yeah because he is he starts to basically become you know a werewolf but a leprechaun through that bite and in that same event we see him stab the leprechaun and leprechaun has acid blood which is also <laughs> random and out of nowhere yes he has green acid blood that spills on our guy's arm on the bite and he's sitting there, like, trying to call the cops, which... I don't maybe, understand. It, it, maybe it's death security, but he basically says that a leprechaun came in and attacked him and bit him. Why would you do that? Because you're in Las Vegas, and a story <laughs> like that isn't actually that far-fetched. But also, he has this acid blood on his arm, and all he's doing is, like, shaking it. He's not washing it off. He's not freaking out, nothing. He's just like, oh, that sucks. What the fuck? Why did you even do it? Well, I love that, like, the movie doesn't even have the leprechaun being sneaky. No! Like, there's scenes where he's walking down the road in Vegas. That was the best! And people are seeing him, and you know, those aren't extras. They didn't right. shut down a block. They just put Warwick Davis and leprechaun makeup and had him walk yeah, down the walk road in character and... Yes. Yeah. Which was the best, because, you know, it's like, what happens in Vegas is... right. Not only stays in Vegas, but is fucking crazy. Like, who is surprised to see a leprechaun walking down right. the street in Vegas? Nobody. So he calls desk security or hotel security, and they, like, you can hear that they're confused at first. <laughs> and then he repeats himself, and they seem to be less confused. Less confused, but they do ignore him. Like, nobody comes to help him at all. So the leprechaun, in that, you know, struggle, gets thrown out the window after biting our main character, which is fair. Like, that's, somebody bites me, that's where they're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> so, he gets, he's gone off the screen for a while, and then we go back to, basically, all of our side characters end up with the coin at some point, and they start making their wishes, because that's what this movie is about. And that's when the slashing really starts coming in, because now our leprechaun is gonna take all these people out that have taken his coin. So, the asshole a manager Mitch. Mitch 
ends up with the coin first. And he wishes basically, so our roulette table lady is basically saying, you can't have Tammy. She's the magician's assistant. You can't have her. There's no way you'd get her. She would never go with you. And he basically wishes on the coin that he can have her. Mm -hmm. Accidentally, like. Yeah, but he figures it out pretty fast that that's what just happened. And so does our roulette lady, because she wasn't sure exactly how it worked to begin with. She was like, I don't know. You just put the coin on the table and it works somehow. That's not exactly it. So he ends up with our magician's assistant and they are in the elevator going upstairs and she's just beating the shit out of him. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like, like she's definitely all over him. But it appears that maybe she's got a kink for a little bit of yes. sadomasochism. Because she's definitely under a spell. So mm-hmm. this is either he wished for it secretly that we didn't hear. <laughs> or this is like her kink and she just likes beating the shit out of people. Or maybe he f- phrased the wish something like can't keep her hands off of me or okay. like I f- okay, the wishes yeah. all kind of went bad. Yeah, they did. They did. So they're in this elevator. She is beating the crap out of him, basically. She's, like, slapping him. He's throwing himself against the elevator so that she'll stop hitting him. And then they go upstairs, and they're starting to, you know, like, strip tease and getting it on and all that. And in the middle of that, our roulette dealer has... Loretta. Loretta has <laughs> come, has snuck in while they're getting it on to steal the coin back. And as soon as she does that, our magician's assistant comes, too. And she is so upset because she fucking should be. This guy basically just date raped her. her. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, how did you get me up here? What is going on? And he is such a fucking asshole that, well, I guess she needs him in the junk. So I get being mad, but he is, you know, calling her names. He ends up firing her. And she's like, this is just the worst day ever. She goes down in the elevator and runs into Scott and he's very sweet and, you know, is just trying to help her out. And she's, she makes a comment and she's like, nothing different happened up there that hasn't happened a billion times before, except this time I got fired. And I'm like, that is so fucking sad. But Mm -hmm. I bet that like, she's in this skimpy fucking outfit as a magician's assistant in Vegas. I guarantee you she has been in multiple offices of higher ups that have gotten way too touchy. No doubt. So now Scott has her and he's like, oh, no, we're not going to let this fucking happen. We're going to go up to Mitch and we're going to tell him this ain't fucking cool. So they go up there and once they get up there, they see Mitch's body because in the meantime, the leprechaun has come in and he has tracked down the coin to Mitch and he has he's made the TV into his like little portal of stuff. So he has a porno on and the girl climbs out of the fucking tv like the ring and our mitch is like just cool with it right like he he's surprisingly it. okay with all that. <laughs> yes. well i mean he did just find a magic coin that managed to date rape somebody so i think at this that's point fair. he's just taking whatever comes that's fair he's like i don't know maybe this is what happened <laughs> so this busty woman comes out and they start you know fooling around yeah like they're gonna get it on and in the background the leprechaun is putting on other commercials and he's basically like trying to warn him like he'll be like mitch your death's coming stuff like that and then i don't understand why he's trying to warn him i swear it's just a mess with him right i don't know it's weird but then our busty girl ends up turning into this creepy cyborg thing well literally just a robot like with yeah 
and all these wires and electrocutes Mitch to death. Yes. And honestly, that like scene is probably one of my favorites in the movie. <laughs> like it's just it's well put together. Yes. It's a good kill. It it's was good fun watching that dude get what he has coming <laughs> yes in such a sexual way after being such a fucking asshole mm-hmm. good job warwick and now he is like oh shit my coin's not there anymore but he can sniff it down <laughs> and he goes to find loretta the roulette dealer he goes to find her because he smelled her perfume on it and he tracks down the coin and she has now taken the coin and she this whole time she's not an unattractive person that's what i'm not understanding it's not like she's the most beautiful but she's just old older older, which i guess in vegas and hollywood like that that affects people a lot more so this whole time she has been really preoccupied with her looks and once she gets the coin that's what she wishes for is she wants the body of a 20 something year old she wants to be stacked she wants to look young again and my frustration with this I am not saying that she is ugly. I, I'm not saying that at all. But, like, she goes out afterwards and she's like, do you see these tits and stuff? And I'm like, yes, they look 40 years old still. Right? Like, they they, they cake her in makeup. But they don't do, or they, and they dress her skimpily. Yeah. But, like, they don't get a body double. They yeah. don't, like, and I know in 95... It'd be a little hard to do this with CGI or something, but like... Okay, like a push-up bra would have done her wonders. But instead, <laughs> they left her braless, so you can see, like, all the, the stretching skin and the thin stuff at the collarbone. And it's like, okay, but you didn't... But whatever. That, that's fine. It's fine. It's the third installment. We get it. We get it. It's not going to be great. So... Actually, <laughs> I want to mention this. Okay. This is Warwick Davis's favorite of all the Leprechaun movies. Really? Because he loves the director, Brian Trenchard Smith. And Brian Trenchard Smith is also one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite directors. And the only director to get two movies out of Leprechaun. Every other Leprechaun movie had one dude and then it went to a new dude. So which one, what other ones did he do? Our next one. In oh, space. Okay. He did in, in space. space. Oh God. So apparently director Brian Smith is what halfway he decent. Do? I looked into it a little bit. He did a lot of like made-for-TV movies and stuff like that out of Australia for a while, and then some stuff in the UK. So Quentin Tarantino just likes Leprechaun, is my assumption. Um, Warwick Davis said something along the lines of, basically, director Brian Trenchard Smith managed to get a lot of effect out of not much money. So it may be one of those things that we're just not equipped to see how high quality he is of a director, because we have bad actors and low budget and direct TV and so on and so forth. He's never done any big movies, though. Like, Leprechaun might be about the biggest. Ooh. While we're talking about bigger movies, though, John Gattins, Scott, Mm -hmm. is the writer for the movie Flight, which was, it didn't win any awards, but it was nominated for two Academy Awards, including Best Screenplay. He was the director or writer, I'm sorry, what did you say? Writer. Writer. John Gattins wrote Flight. Nice. That was an amazing movie. Uh Uh-huh. So, apparently he's got some quality in film, just maybe not uh, on film. (laughs) Right. That makes me think, because you watch Buffy because of me, it makes me think of Jonathan from Buffy, who actually went on to, he was like a bit actor in Buffy, but went on to direct Hunger Games. Among a bunch of other stuff. Like, he's actually a fairly respected director. Yeah. That's, I love when people don't make it in, you know, one chosen field, but then they still manage to figure it out in another. I think that's awesome. It's really cool. I don't know if, 
Leprechaun in Space is going to be the one where we see the technical stuff from the director. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Maybe we'll get some more CGI or something. I don't know. Maybe. All right. So Scott and Tammy show up and they find Mitch's electrocuted robot raped body. <laughs> robot raped body. So because of the bite on his arm, he is Scott is now turning into a leprechaun. And he looks rough. <laughs> Yes, mostly to begin with, we just get some huge sideburns. Like, <laughs> that is the main thing for a while. And his hair starts to get tousled, and his teeth start to get different. Like, black and crooked yes. and stuff. And then he starts getting the mottled skin that we see on our leprechaun. But at first, it's just the killer sideburns. Si- killer sideburns. They're amazing. And he starts to just feel bad. And they end up downstairs where the leprechaun has been thrown out the window. He is gone. And then they're like, oh, shit. He's, like, collapsing against a car. We got to get him to the fucking hospital. Not sure why you think that a hospital is going to be able to help him out with this scenario. But they walk in and the poor nurse looks at his arm and she's like, what the fuck? Because it is turning black. It is a bite mark. (laughs) I told Connor, I was like, I've seen this movie. I would not admit him. I'd be like, you're a zombie. That, that. That's right, I'm starts. not going to admit you to the <laughs> hospital because that's how you get a hospital full of zombies. Right. So <laughs> they do admit him. And then the doctors see that he has a crap ton of money because he still has the $100,000 with him. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they're like, he's like, no, I don't have any insurance because literally they're on the fucking surgical table asking him about his insurance. And I'm like, oh, my God, can I relate to that shit? <laughs> <laughs> they because. I work with insurance. Uh, insurance is fucking terrible. I don't doubt that this fucking happened. And I know that they're they're joking it off, but it basically is that. They're like, we can't even help you until we figure out your insurance. Then they don't need his insurance because they found the $100,000. And they're sitting back there and they're like, okay, so we need to run this test and this test and this test because he has all this fucking money. Also believe that that shit fucking happens. They end up, he ends up dying, right? I don't know if he dies or passes out or something, but then, you know, they're all turned away from him and he stands up and now he's a full grown leprechaun emphasis on grown because he's still, you know, double the size of Warwick Davis. Right. And then he ends up taking them out. Right. Or does Warwick Davis take them out? Dude, I don't even remember. But all the doctors die. Yeah. (laughs) All the doctors die from a leprechaun. I don't remember. Warwick Davis does end up at the hospital eventually, so I'm not sure if he's the one that kills them or if Scott does. But all these doctors end up dying, as they fucking should, and our main guy splits. And we go back, because now he is a leprechaun. He wants the gold. So he's going to go track down the gold. Not just our gold piece. He's going to go get all the gold. In the meantime, we're going back to the casino, and Loretta has made her wish, and she goes and talks to Fazio. Fazio then steals the coin from her, because he's like, oh my god, this could be exactly what I want. Real magic, right? So he steals the coin, and she's like, I don't care, I'm just going to stare at myself in this mirror, because I'm so beautiful. And see, that's what I mean about the wish is going wrong. The moment he steals the coin, her wish goes wrong, and she's struck with... Vanity? Yes. So she's just standing there, staring at herself in the mirror this whole time, and Warwick Davis tracks her down. And he's like, oh shit, you still don't have my coin, but you fucking took it, didn't you? So I'm gonna make you pay. And he literally, literally blows up her mouth and her boobs and her butt. 
And he blows them up so much that she explodes. She gets caught in a doorway and explodes. (laughs) Yes, because her hips, man, they big. She can't make it through. And she explodes. And I kind of liked that one. That one was pretty cool. It looked really painful, though, for a second for her. I was like, oh, God, her lips and everything. Ooh, looked so bad. But he blows her up, makes another pun. This whole thing is just full of his puns. Limericks, not puns. His limericks. limericks. His limericks. And actually, Scott starts making limericks also yes. once he becomes a Lerecon. Yes, so that just seems to be the Lerecon thing. So now Fazio has the coin, and he has wished to be the best magician ever of all time. So he's putting on his shows now as the best one ever, and the Leprechaun has tracked him down as well, and he ends up sawing him in half with a chainsaw. That was Which is good. brutal as hell, and so probably my bad. second favorite kill in the thing, because the oh. great Fazio also has it coming, and yes. like he gets the crowd, he asks like the Leprechaun's there holding a chainsaw, standing on this box that looks an awful lot like a coffin, asks the crowd should i cut this man in half and they're chanting yes because they think it's a magic you know act and cuts the dude in half and kicks the box open yes, and gut spills it. out oh, and... the best so good and then people are totally traumatized yeah, they're gone they helped this man get killed in the meantime our main character scott and tammy Mm-hmm. They're back at the pawn shop, yes. and they're, I think, downstairs, it looks like, in some sort of storage area. I couldn't figure out where it was, but... Yes. And he's sniffed out the gold and yes. uses some of his leprechaun magic to open the safe. And they take the gold back to the casino, because mm-hmm. I don't actually remember why. He and the leprechaun have some sort of thing going on, but I don't actually remember why yes. he takes it back. So he is, like, becoming a leprechaun, but he's still kind of Scott a little bit. So it's like he tries to take the leprechaun out, but then he also just wants the gold, and it's, like, a whole thing. But actually, backing up, Warwick Davis actually met them at the pawn shop, and then they, like, fought him off with this the medallion that was around the statue as, like, his repellent. So they kind of fought him off, and they took his gold. But now he's got to go kill Fazio. So they follow him because in they get to watch our little our little software program on the computer. And you find out if it that if you destroy the leprechaun's gold, you destroy the leprechaun. So they're like, okay, cool. We're gonna take this gold and we're gonna go destroy him. Or Scott's like, okay, cool, we're gonna go take this gold and just have this gold and study it for science. So we go back to Fazio. He is dead now. And he has been making this flamethrower that he was going to torch some woman in. That didn't happen, but we do end up using that flamethrower because there's, you know, the fight and the the mocking. The final and, showdown between yeah, Leprechaun uh, and Leprechaun Scott. Exactly. And our main girl, Tammy, is there as well. And then they end up taking the flamethrower once because he's like, don't you want the gold, Scott? Don't you want it? Don't you feel it? Isn't it right, talking The final to you? temptation yeah. when the bad guy is, join exactly. me and we will rule the world together. <laughs> exactly. And instead, they flamethrower it. And our leprechaun, Warwick Davis, like, dissolves into nothingness. And Scott is good again, I guess. The, the, the wear leprechaun wears yeah, off. I guess because Warwick Davis is dead now. I don't know. I, well, I mean, if you kill the first werewolf, everyone else gets that's better. Fair. That's fair. Just don't know if that's leprechaun lore, but I guess it is now. Hey, lycanthropies, lycanthropies. <laughs> And which I still don't understand. Tammy ends up with the coin and she has not made a wish yet for the longest time. And I'm like, just wish he's not a leprechaun. Like, I don't fucking, but we wouldn't have our movie. I get it. And Tammy still has one coin left. We've 
burned all the rest. And at the very end, they're walking out doing their, you know, end at their exit from the casino and they're talking and he's like, what are you going to wish for? And she like throws it away and she's like, I have everything I ever wanted. So I guess that's what makes it romantic and happy Valentine's exactly. Day. <laughs> happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. That is the movie. So did you find any trivia that we haven't heard? Nope. Yeah, that is the movie, you guys. Adam was wrong. It's almost 40 minutes. We did good. We talked through it. Yeah, it's not half bad. It is a typical slasher and wasn't that great. I preferred the other two probably more. Hmm. There were some good kills in this, though. But because it was, a t- I don't know, even the bad acting, though. Ooh. I was going to say probably a three for middle of the road. But because of the bad acting, I don't think I'll ever, I don't know. I can't even, I want to say I'll never watch this again. But then at the same time, I have fun when I'm watching the Leprechaun movies. Like that bad fun. Exactly. I'd give it two stars. Two? I mean, I don't remember what I gave the other ones. <laughs> I know, same. But this one, one I like it a little bit better than the other two. Yeah? Is the only reason it doesn't get one star. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually liked this one a little bit better. A little bit better. It was yeah? fun. It was more fun, it felt like. What were your, what were the parts that you liked? I mean, I feel like his limericks hit a lot better yes. this time through, probably because a better writer or something. Yes. The kills, the, the, the not the kills, the villains were yes. a lot more unlikable. Yes. The villains made me think a lot of, and we even mentioned this, Dead Rising. Yes. All the, the caricatures in Dead Rising. Yes. Yeah. Especially when you go to Vegas and there's the magician show mm-hmm. and the old lady with the big bouffant yeah. on stage. Yeah, those characters, I, I wouldn't Dead be Dead Rising too, totally. If yes. they were based on, right? or at least inspired by, yes. or if some dude loved this movie, and yeah. Exactly, exactly. I don't know if, I feel like they would have put a leprechaun in somewhere, though. If it I mean, was. I'm actually trying to remember if there's a Lucky Shamrock <laughs> Casino in there. That's, and I think there is. I know there's one Lucky Duck or something. Whatever, mm-hmm. we're talking about a game. <laughs> we shouldn't be. Different podcasts. Different, different things. All right. Well, thank y'all for joining us on this episode of Leprechaun 3 and (gasps) happy marriage to us. Happy Happy... zeroth anniversary. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that's going to be exciting for our future episodes. It's going to be our anniversary. And next year we get to go into space with Leprechaun. After this movie, we actually watched the trailers for the others that we could find and we get to go to the hood there are some terrible trailers, but probably hilarious bad movies coming up. So that'll be pretty fun. I don't know all of our <laughs> outro stuff like Amanda does. I know that you can find us on Patreon and Instagram at The Extra Sisters. I don't remember. I think our Twitter's different, so I'm so sorry. Don't hate me, you guys. And next time, love makes monsters of us all. Till then, stay creepy.